Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. Since it is Comic Con Week, I figured let's go ahead and uh, do like a, like a superhero-themed episode here. I got a couple of articles that I want to go through here, and uh, since it's just the guys here... The guys here in this episode, I figured it shouldn't be that big a deal to get get to get extra nerdy about things. Mm-hmm. Well, how dare you? How dare you assume that uh, only guys are into nerd stuff? That's very oh, uh, that is true. That's very sexist. That's very biased. Yeah, yeah very biased. I, I I know Anna will have a lot of opinions about this if she was in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruthie may not not so much because she hasn't been watching any of them. So so there's well, that. to be fair to Ruthie, she's not very into pop culture genres. So no, she doesn't want. Think... She doesn't want to go to the movies. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm 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 I want to address the idea that uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase Four mm-hmm. is a mess, right? Um, I believe recently, if you base it on hours, Phase Four has more more hours than Phase One, Two, and Three combined. Or well, like that. of course, yeah. Yeah, of yeah, course. Because, because, because it has a Disney Plus of it all. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. of Disney Plus. It has TV episodes and whatnot, and plus the mm-hmm. movies are coming out itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movies have been coming out for the past, what, three years now at this rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So so it's like, and then and then not only that, but CinemaScore, which, by the way, if you don't know what CinemaScore is, it isn't like Rotten Tomatoes where you get critics or or movie movie fans like reviewing a movie. CinemaScore is literally people step out of the movie theater and they ask them what they think. Right, mm-hmm. so this is just pretty much like gut uh, gut reaction. What did you think of what you just watched literally a minute mm-hmm. ago? So mm-hmm. which which isn't, which isn't always like like um, a tactical answer, but it is mm-hmm. important to, to to know what your first gut reaction is. Mm-hmm. And the past three um, MCU movies: Thor: Love and Thunder got a B plus, Doctor Strange: mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness got a B plus, and Eternals got a B, which mm-hmm. in cinema score terms isn't actually very good. Because you want to get mm-hmm. an A minus and up to be actually mm-hmm. like, oh, they must have really liked the movie if it's A minus mm-hmm. and up. Anything below that, not so much. Heck, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank got an A over <laughs> compared to these two movies. Right. And there's no way Pause of Fury is a better movie than these FC movies. I'm sorry, it's not. Right. But it does tell you what people take. So, mm-hmm. Jabe, is, is Phase 4 for the MCU a train wreck? No, it's not. It's absolutely not. You know what I mean? It's supposedly uh, all the loaded question. I feel like number yeah. one, because sometimes you have to look. You need to take a step back. Like when you're in phase, when you're in phase five and six, you look back. Then you have time to reflect on what phase four really meant, how things paid off, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then that's number one. Number two, what do you call? It? If you just go, through, we don't, I don't know if we have time, but we, if you go through each TV show and each movie, I don't think there's a dud in. The batch, you know, what I mean? other than love, Thor, and thunder, uh, love and thunder, stuff like that. I know we don't want to get into it, but I think that's the only kind of legitimately miss and stuff like that. That's number two. Number three, I know people don't like to mention it and stuff, and you don't want to make excuses for the biggest franchise and the biggest corporation in the world. But COVID has a lot to do with some of the inconsistencies. I feel, you know what I mean? Especially like, for example, I'll say WandaVision with like nine. 99% of WandaVision was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the last episode, I think, was really kind of derailed by COVID and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I w- that's the other thing I would mention. I, w- I also say I believe Love, Thor, and Thunder, Love, Love, and Thunder, Thor, Love, and Thunder, his the last kind of production that, that, 
that happened without uh, a vaccine. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. I think that's the one that the last one that that was that was done during a non-vaccine world. I think starting with uh, Wakanda Forever, uh, uh, vaccines were sort of readily available. You know, I know the story about like one of the stars of Wakanda Forever not taking the vaccine, but whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. So let's just see where it goes after this, after the after the vac a post vaccine world of us production stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, these movies are planned in advance. Yeah, the COVID <laughs> kind of derailed some plans, certain things, but they're generally planned in advance, even before before COVID nineteen hit. You know? No, but the, but the, the thing is, uh, I don't get a lot into it too much, but but you know, Doctor Strange and uh, Spider Man were completely like they had their release dates uh, reversed and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And they had That's to right. do a bunch of rewrites based on it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So. And there's a there's a lot of stuff that happened with with COVID and stuff like that, you know. So I I feel like your your opinion about this is a little bit different than I would argue is the general mm-hmm. audience opinion because we're you're we're a little bit more technical we're we're a little bit more geeky about what goes on mm-hmm. in the movies and whatnot. But for like a regular bystander person who just general audience who just watches mm-hmm. these things, um, I usually I have been ten I have a tendency of basing everything on one of my brothers. Right, he's not a he's not a super huge fan, but he watches this stuff, right? Uh, but he had no interest first off to one division at first because like a, 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 a sh- an old sixties TV show based on Wanda and Vision, like do I have to watch that? Is that kind of thing, right? Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, it's like well, they're not Captain America. Do I have to watch that? You know, kind of kind of thing. So it's like. Even recently, um, he had the same reaction you had in Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, he just recently watched it in theaters, and he he was like, ah, it was it was okay." You know, yeah. that's kind of thing. But right, hold on, go on. Yeah, I would, I would call time out, time out right here. I think there's two different things we're talking about, though. You, uh, is uh, Phase Four a bit of a mess? To me, that means our is the quality is the story is not very good. Oh, fair. Or fair. But, but yeah, what you're fair. talking about is like interest level. Like, hey, does are interested in these new characters? Post uh, Captain America, post Iron Man. I think those are two. Those yeah. could be two different things. No, you're right. You're right. It is. It is two different things. I think. Mm-hmm. I think when I said it's a mess, I meant like the way the way that people are, the way it's been playing out so far in general. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think that's what I mean. That's what I'm implying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in terms of writing, I think. I think this is the first phase where they were less strict about how things have to play out. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, Agent Ultron might disagree with that, but I think mm-hmm. this is one where they really like like spread their wings. Hey guys, mm-hmm. go be weird, be different. Yeah, you know, and One Division was the perfect example of that. Like, like mm-hmm. there was no way this would have been a movie because who would want to watch like a thirty minute segment where it's like an mm-hmm. old TV show in a movie, right? Yeah. So, like this is this is the moment where people are like, hey, it's not just gonna be a big giant blue beam in the distance that you have to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like like let's be different. Miss Marvel, very different. You know, it's like it's like it's a yeah. it's a Pakistani uh, Muslim uh, woman. First off, you mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff. Uh, Doctor Strange, even though it's it seems kind of traditional, at the same time it it kind of goes in certain directions, like mm-hmm. like the horror aspect of it that uh, that a lot of people are kind of turned off from. You know, it's like mm-hmm. and and then Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, very very big ju- leaps of like comedy. Not comedy, <laughs> comedy, not comedy, and totally, <laughs> this shouldn't have worked. And in your in your eyes, it didn't work. It did not. Yeah. Right. So 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 this this seems to be the time where Kevin Feige was like, "Hey guys, go ahead and do what you want, <laughs> and we'll we'll finally let you spread your wings and and do what you want, essentially." And and <laughs> it seemed like a lot of the fans, not a lot, but a good chunk of the fans, were like, "No, we don't want them to do what they want." 
<laughs> we wanted to do what we want. But this, I will also disagree with that, though. I, I think that's I think that's a strong argument. You know what I mean? Okay. I think that's people like a few minority voices saying, "Hey, this is not it," or the bloggers, the YouTubers are saying, "Hey, this is this isn't what I'm looking for." I think that's a very small minority because I would think I would back up with the fact that hey. Uh, starting with uh, what's about Black Widow made okay money. Shang Chi made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange made a lot of money and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Spider Man made a lot of money. Thor and Thunder, Love and Thunder, which I'm not a big fan of, will have these big drops. But I think it's going to make okay money. It should. Be. You know what I mean? I think. I you know, think. I think Thor, Love and Thunder will at least beat Jurassic World. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it'll be around three hundred. It'll definitely be in the millions, though. I don't. I don't that yeah. much. Yeah, I think it'll top off around three hundred and something. But it's going to make enough for them to. You know, make more Thor movies, I guess, and also uh, Eternals, which probably will be probably one of the lower lower box office. I think it's getting a bit of a revival on streaming and stuff like that. If you look at the streaming numbers, right. it's 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 up there in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, people I'm are like appreciating a- the ter- Eternals more, just as people yeah. are apparently appreciating the Dark World more. Yeah, I, at the end of the day, I think there's a there's a level there's levels. I think there's a level of people who have uh, who have access to like platforms like you like i said youtubers this this podcast and all that stuff that have some issues with uh phase four and stuff like that but then there's another level of the actual consumers and stuff like that. i think the consumers are still okay with, with with what's happening you know what i mean that's one thing and the other thing i want to mention too like if you're, if i'm kevin feige and then i had the big success of uh, of endgame and all that other stuff i would i would do exactly what he did in the sense that hey i'm i have so much uh, equity i'm gonna I'm gonna okay more diverse and inclusive stories and stuff like that. Because right. if you go through the slate of the people that are actually producing and uh, these this uh, phase four stuff, it's very much more diverse and much more inclusive than the other phases by far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Black Widow was a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, directed by a woman. Uh, Shang Chi was a uh, Chinese American, uh, Asian American stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Doctor Strange was a uh, I mean that's Raimi and stuff like that. But you know, you know what I mean. It, also, if you look at the Disney Plus show, same thing. Well, I mean, Miss Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel that, that, was just Doctor Strange has uh, America Chavez. America Chavez, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also just I'm, for this part. I'm mostly focused on the people that 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 actually uh, work behind the cameras and stuff like that. But you know what I mean. But also in, in front of cameras, like you said. America Chavez, uh, Latin American, uh, uh, Latin superhero. Also, Internals had the first gay kiss finally in uh, MCU movie and stuff like that. And also, it starred uh, a fifty-year-old, uh, what do you call it, uh, Mexican American. So she was like the lead of it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I think, I think all of that is positive, and I think those things should be highlighted. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, it, I don't know if it's been official yet, but uh, I think it's wait. Captain America Four will be directed by a Nigerian. A director and stuff like that. You know what I mean. So phase four, whatever issues you have with the story and uh, and what you, it's not kind of a mess. Whatever, it's a much more inclusive and it's much more reflective of the America that we live in and stuff like that. I, yeah. that's that's wonderful. No, right? I, I agree with that. Uh, I'm I'm in the camp that have been really enjoying phase four. Like I said, yeah. the diversity, the different kind of stories it's telling, the different mm-hmm. kind of directing style it's telling. I'm I've been a big fan of the of phase four so far. But I think part of it too is that. Some people say that this isn't the superheroes they want to watch. You know, there's that, right? This this isn't the kind of stories they want to see. There's that. So it seems it seems like Phase One, Two, and Three does have a more of a general audience kind of flavor to it that is uh-huh. more appealing, and Phase uh-huh. Four just does not. And I think I think that's part of the problem. And I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping it isn't just going to tell Marvel Studios like. Hey, let's just go back to the style that Facebook. Honestly, was. I think it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. I think some of the the talking heads around uh, 
cinema MCU. I think it goes back to like their expectations of what phase four is. Like, like I said earlier, like everybody expects to be like, hey, I'm gonna, it's gonna, what do you call it? Uh, Dr. Strange is gonna open the multiverse, it's gonna be the X Men, there's gonna be a secret war, an obvious secret war thing. You know what I mean? They, I think that's what's driving some of it too. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to, I mean, yeah, the talking heads wanna be ahead of the story. They yeah. wanna be like, hey, they, it looks like, it's like, it's all, it's a whole industry that was generated and created by the Thanos and the Infinity Gems of it all. And, stuff like that. and they want to, they wanna be the, they wanna, they wanna write the story that says, it would present to their audience like, hey, I got it. I know what phase four is. I know what phase five is. I know who we're going to do Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and this, this, that, that has something to do with it. And this isn't even mentioning the the whole uh, aspect of the of the crowd who are like, oh, phase four is just so much more woke than mm-hmm. everything else, you know, kind of thing. And I'm not going to watch that. So there's, I mean, there's that, there's that contingent as well. But uh, I don't want to deal with I don't, I don't want to uh, go into that. The, too also much the, condition, the other thing is like, uh, just. Whatever you, I mean, whatever you kind of project, what phase four, phase five, phase four, just enjoy what's put in front of you and stuff like that. You know, what I mean? just put, just enjoy the moment, enjoy Miss Marvel, enjoy Moon Knight for what it is. Now, do I think the phase four is perfect? Obviously not. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Love and Thunder. I'm not a surprise. I'm not a big fan of some of the end credit, mid credit scenes because every mid credit, mid credit is like, hey, this guy's gonna come up. This guy's gonna come up. You know what I mean? At some point, you have to start tying these things together. At some point, you know what I mean? But, Instead of like, hey, this guy is showing up, or that guy's showing up. I, I feel to like, do what to what end? I feel you know like the, I, mean? I feel like the the end the mid credit end credit sequences for Phase Four have actually been a lot more controlled because they don't mm-hmm. they don't exactly like they're not they're not any more advertising to the next movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're actually like part of the story that you just watched. Mm-hmm. That's my argu- that's my argument there. They're not they're not yeah. exactly like like this is gonna be the next movie. It's more of like mm-hmm. re- re- remember that guy that one character that one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and show him that in the, in the, in the after credits, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, people were criticizing that the after credits like oh, it's just Marvel's advertisement for the next movie. Mm-hmm. So sh- and also, I want to say something else. I think they're overrating like the first some of the movies in Phase One and Phase Two of, of the MCU. You I know agree. what I mean? It's like come on. Agreed. I don't. I do not have fond memories of Iron Man two. I mean, Thor, uh, Thor, 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 Dark World, uh, and Crab Park, they were, just, they were fine. You know, they were fine. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? No, Age I of Ultrons, I, I, I have more, I, I'm a bigger fan of Ultron than most people and stuff like that. But also, you know, to be honest, Avengers, some of the, stuff, some of the, some of the costuming, some of the cinematography, I mean, some of the story stuff hasn't aged well from, from Avengers, the first one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, come on, everybody can relax a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, going going similar similar subject matter with the MCU, but not completely the same. Uh, Judy Greer, Judy Greer, who plays a, a, a supporting character in Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She she me- she mentioned recently that 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 she is crossing her to quote her. Well, I am still crossing my fingers that my character will come back with a superpower. You know, I thought to Peter read all the director all about it all the time, but I tried mm-hmm. to all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get appeal of being a character with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, sure. But let's stop doing this, okay? Yeah. If you uh, learn anything from the CW shows, yeah. not everybody deserves to have a superpower. Okay? Not every, not everything has to be a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes it makes the world seem small and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That that's my argument. And God bless Judy Greer. She obviously she wants a job, which you know I understand. She wants you know have her face out or. Her name out there and stuff, but yeah, she was an action figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and by the way, her superpower with her with her uh, new husband is 
having a great family. You know what I mean? Having a, 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 a modern family where, you know, she's co-parenting with Scott Lang. You know what yeah. I mean? That's her superpower. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of being like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of being, you know, funny and stuff. But, but I think it's kind of true. You know what I mean? It, it, at the end of the day, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's, it's a story about divorce and the people coming back together for making a, a new a new family after post-divorce or something like that. And I think that's wonderful. That's That in itself is, is enough. But, you know. No, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just sick and tired of like this ensemble shows where it starts off with one superhero mm-hmm. out of like seven characters and suddenly there's six superheroes and one supporting character. Yeah. I, I, I get the I get the appeal of like I don't want to feel left out, so I want to be part of this power groups, but mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It gets kind of tiring. I I think I saw this way back with with heroes. Heroes mm-hmm. had uh, Mohinder, right? Mohinder mm-hmm. was that one human who was investigating superheroes, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then even that show had to give him powers. Yeah, like he's the whole the whole reason for him was he was the human who was surrounded by superheroes, and they still yeah. needed to give him powers. It just it just ruins it. I, I I think I think writers need to just calm down and not give everybody superpowers. And I, once again, the CW is proof yeah. of that. Yeah. All these CW shows where where suddenly everybody has superpowers because it's just yeah. boring. It just gets yeah. boring. Having said that, I'm I'm glad Ned got uh, got uh, magical powers in the Spider Man. What do you think of that? <laughs> what do you think of that? But at the same time, it's kind of like it's not really a thing where he's gonna be like a superhero next. Well, I mean, it is Ned Leeds, right? The Hobgoblin. I hope he. I hope he joins uh, Doctor Strange's Strange Academy. What do you think of that? Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad the the, the lady from uh, from Moon Knight got superpowers at the end. I hope she. Hopefully, she rejects it or kind of fights against it. But I'm glad she got superpowers. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? I'm arguing against your point. What you you argue against her point. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's true. You're arguing against her. I point. will say this though: the the latest one, Miss Marvel, it's a giant ensemble, and I hope no one else in, the, in that cast gets uh, the the. I'm the the super duper powers. The, the Mar- you know I mean? I think the Marvels. I miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, the TV show. Wait, you you haven't been watching? Yeah, no, watching. I'm saying. Well, oh, I mean, you mean the rest of the cast? The rest of the <laughs> gotcha. cast. You know the the, yeah. the normal humans. Yeah, you got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. All her friends and stuff like that. This whole Scooby Doo gang. I hope none of them get none of them else gets powers. That's, yes. that's more than enough. Yes. All right. Uh, and then my last superhero related story here has to do with the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boys is an odd. Duck in terms of like, yeah, it's an adult rated R, mm-hmm. raunchy, violent, ultra violent superhero show on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, uh, everybody likes the boys, right? Mm-hmm. And by, by everybody, I mean like like the even the people that it's clearly making fun of, which is like the conservative yeah. right-wing fans, mm-hmm. right? Like they see Homelander as like, oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's my America right there. That's, yeah. that, that's a guy who speaks his mind mm-hmm. and does what he wants because – because why not? You know, mm-hmm. he he and and the most recent season of The Boys, which is a mild spoiler, really leans into the fact like, hey, yeah. Homelander isn't a guy you're supposed to be worshiping. What? And the, and the, and the right wingers, the the makeup people, what? Us? What? what? Yeah, I I saw a lot of it on on Twitter. The uh, supposedly like uh, the the Reddit uh, stuff all went crazy when they when they still, when they realized, oh. Us? They're making fun of us? <laughs> what? Homelander is Trump? What? I know. It is weird. Because, right? I mean, I'm yeah. sure for me and you, you know, from the first season, we're like, oh, I know where they're going with this. Yeah. Right? But they really leaned on it in season three. You got to really lean on they it. They really it's leaned on it. Like, in a fantastical way. Yeah. All this stuff. It's just 
fantastic. You know what I mean? The what do you call it? Uh, this will be like a boy thing, but there's a character that's married to Mother's Milk, and that's like wow. They really, yeah. they really, really yeah. went after it. You it's, know what it, I mean? It's like, it's like the showrunners were like, okay, we have season one and two, mm-hmm. and. What do you mean we're having a lot of conservative fans? What yeah. do you mean we're having a lot of MAGA fans yes. for our show? Like, aren't we obvious enough? Oh, we're not obvious enough. All right, fine. Let's make it really obvious. Yeah, yeah. And the most, and it's also, it's, but it's still at some point also still subtle and nuanced. I mean, some of the, I don't know, you know. Hopefully, people can pick this up. But the thing is, uh, in, in pop culture, we're gonna see a lot of uh, Trump allegories. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? A whole man is obviously a lot of it's Trump and all that stuff. But but what I really liked about this season is. It's it's easy to kind of target Trump because he's a buffoon, he's evil, he's dangerous and stuff. But what I really liked about it is the people that surrounded him, the people that are, that are, are desperate to grab onto power, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hang on to his cape and stuff like that. There's a scene where, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the fish guy, uh, Aquaman, Aqualad, whatever. You know what I mean? He gets promoted to a job that he's obviously not qualified for. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? And he only does it because he wants power. He just, no matter what form it takes, he wants to be close to home matter. And to me, that is just devastating political and social commentary. You know what I mean? Remember Rick Perry was the Department of Energy, even though he had no experience and he was like a cheerleader yep. back then. You know, back that's his education level and stuff like that. And he thought the rumor was he thought the Department of Energy was all it would be about, it was gonna be about oil and gas. Stuff. But no, it's nuclear power, you dumbass. Anyway, the, the boys, fantastic season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this, this has been this has been the best season so far, but yeah. but and, and, and uh, yeah, I really like the fact that it's really leaned on into this political commentary stuff. And yeah, I, I mentioned this earlier before. To me, uh, people say, "Oh, this is the best uh, uh, superhero thing on TV." Blah blah blah. It's true, but to me, in my heart, it's more about com- social commentary. Yeah. It says more about America than any other show yeah. that I've watched. It's not a mean? superhero show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, so it's be- really not a superhero show. Is people going around saving people? This this show is not focused on that. Yeah, it's even more outside of like uh, Watchmen, as far as like superhero, superhero shenanigans, you know, a little bit. It's just it's I just like it's the same category as as Watchmen. Oh, the, you, mean the HBO, you mean the HBO? You mean the HBO? HBO something, yeah. Right, in, right, terms, exactly, in terms of exactly. like what, what it says about America at this present moment, you know what I mean? About how things kind of work and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't associate. I don't associate the boards of anything to that what Marvel is doing, what DC is trying to do. You know, I don't mean that just any any, any of anything about it. Just like it's just like again, it's just more about political commentary, social commentary than anything else. Yes, anyway. yes. But it, but it is. I don't know if it's funny or sad. It's probably more funny where where people are the right wingers are finally realizing that hey, they're making fun of us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sad thing probably will be they're still watching it. And so they're not learning the lesson. It's their it's their equivalent of hate watching stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? They're not and they're not learning the lesson. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's my feel of uh, superhero stories for this episode. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five by Five. You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L O U. Oh, and you also you can find me on San Diego Comic Con twenty twenty two, where I shall try to avoid getting the COVID. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. All right. Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whowhatworksway.com as well as the show notes. Uh, before we go, let's give our seven listeners some recommendations for this week. Jumping. I'm going to recommend a TV show that I'm like six years behind like the, the curve, whatever. You know what I, mean? okay. I, just, I just randomly started watching Timeless. 
on Hulu. Oh, I was just flick- oh yeah, Timeless was- on NBC. I mean, on Hulu fl- now. Yeah. yeah, it's on Hulu now. I'm, yeah. I was just flicking through Hulu, and I was like, you know what? I'll give an episode a try. So I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. a lot of fun, some of that. It's you a good I mean? show. I, I, yeah. I was a huge fan of that. I, I believe I mentioned how Timeless on this podcast. I'm sure ago. you did. Yeah, yeah, like everybody did. It was yeah. a big deal on Twitter. This was one of those shows where it had a very uh, loyal fan, fan following. They got it back, so they had a, so they would get like a concluding two-episode special or something like that, right? Yeah. You know Unfortunately, I mean? the, they, they had to cram whatever they need to cram for the two-hour uh, special. And oh, really? Oh. It wasn't that satisfying but at the same time it closed some plot holes or plot mm-hmm. plot lines yeah sure mm-hmm. sure whatever but uh but yeah timeless is a good show it's a good show i'm like three episodes in i'm enjoying a lot i'm telling you i, I saw rufus mentioned on my timeline many years ago and i'm like yeah i like Rufus. rufus is probably my favorite character you know a black guy going through uh going back in time like he's like what i know i know yeah that's funny and oh sorry i had a second recommendation I was going to mention the new season of Solar Opposites hit Hulu. You're still watching and that? I've mentioned this before. Solar Opposites is one of the most interesting, most frustrating TV shows because uh, out of 10 episodes, it's all kind of like all jokes and stuff like that. It's all like kind of like Seinfeld or Sunny in – it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like the four main characters are just a-holes. They don't learn anything. They don't have anything going – you know what I mean? They don't change. It's all jokes, which is fine. But then there's this B plot that's weaved through each episode, like five minutes here, five minutes there. And then it's fantastic. I think the B plot story is much, much better than the sole opposites of it all. You know what I mean? I wish that, I wish that would be the whole show. And also in this season, the reason I bring it up is this season, they actually doubled down on it. There's another plot that they introduced in this season that's also not part of the main thing. It's, it's fantastic. It's just, it's just awesome. Anyway, I, I don't know what to make of it, but. Solar Opposites. I'll yeah, I saw the first episode of Solar Opposite from the first season, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is for me. And I never yeah, continue it's watching not. it. Yeah. It's, what Rick, it's by the co-creator of Rick and Morty. It's what Rick and Morty would be if they didn't have all the character and all the seriousness of Dan Harmon. And, you, know, you know what I mean? It's just, If it's just all jokes, dick and fart jokes and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Okay, it's fair enough. Uh, and my recommendation for the week is it's actually a visual medium, so I'm just going to point you to, towards the link. It is Super Antics by Kerry Allen. Uh, he pretty much does like an old school superhero, Superman, Batman kind of stuff. And and the way the comic strip plays out is uh, it's kind of silly, but but it's like it's it's silly funny. You know, it kind of kind of it's like a parody satire of the superheroes. And it's, it's, it's look at it, read it. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of endorsement. <laughs> it's, it's, it's entertaining. I know. I'm not selling it very well, but yeah. But click on the link. Click on the link. Uh, Super Antics by Kerry Allen. If you want to see Superman being silly or the Justice League being silly, uh, people making fun of Aquaman. Uh, yeah, go, go check it out. Or the Flash, actually. Oh, this one is about the Flash. But yeah, Super Antics. And there goes my uh, our Comic Con somewhat themed episode of the Stuff and Junk Show here. Thanks for listening. Nerds! This was episode 581 of the Stuff and Junction. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works by Network.